What? Two podcasts? In such short... With such a short gap between them? I need to follow up. The people person have demanded it. Um, I was just chatting to... um, Oh, you mean Barney? Just the average golfer on um, Instagram. We're talking about the endemic problem in golf being hoodies. And it's not. It's just fashion. It's just marketing. Uh, Rory McIlroy playing golf in a hoodie, shockingly, with the hood up at times. Golf, again, is outraged. And it's glorious. Uh, my favourite comment I've seen on the matter is... Um, my favourite comment on most of golf's shocking stories at the moment, which is, do it at Augusta. Um, and there's two, two comments, two themes to my podcast over the last few weeks um, that align with the response, do it at Augusta. But let's put this story about hoodies to bed for the moment because I'm repulsed by one response I keep seeing over and over again to the hoodie, to hoodie gate. And what that is, is, oh, we've got to do something to bring young people to the game. Fuck. Yes. Hoodies is not it. Right? A millionaire playing golf in a hoodie on a tropical resort, that's not going to bring kids to the game. And and if you think it is, you are the problem. Okay? And let me expand on that idea of you are the problem. Because I know most people saying that are genuine focus and, oh, we've got to do something. Um, But the reason I say you are the problem is you're seen as the solution. And that's why golf is not the game of with the participation it should have is for folks like you and I say that with the greatest of respect because you're just doing your best you're not a bad person you that person who's saying hoodies are the future because it's not about what you wear although that's part of it the reason golf is deemed to be inaccessible is because people give a shit about what you wear as part of a bigger picture of inaccessibility. So, saying hoodies are the future, it'll bring more people to the game. The acceptance of any clothing someone wants to wear is a step in the right direction to golf's expansion, but it's not, it's not it, it's not the piece of pie. It's the same people saying, oh, I can't believe all these golfers waste their time on Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, MySpace, Bebo, whatever the social media platform of choice is. And then the same, the hoodie people, the positive people go, oh, no, but we've got to bring more people to the game. Yes. But a billionaire sending a quick snap from a beach in Barbados is not going to bring golf to the masses. What's got to happen is that those first steps seen by us golfers of 
you know, someone like Rory McIlroy and Terrell Hatt on who don't give a fuck about golf's establishment and Rory famously does not give a flying flip about the regulatory bodies in golf. He's in it for himself to make money and to win tournaments for his own personal legacy. He's not in there to smoke corporate pole. Um, you may think I was mixing my Mexicans then. I'm not. I'm not talking about greasy ladders. I'm talking about slobbery poles. Um, he's not in it for that. He's in it for himself. And that's fine. He's a businessman. His business is playing golf well to make money and to build a personal legacy. And, and that's great. He should be selfish. But at the same time, he's like, no, no, I, I just want, you know, as a kid playing golf, I want other kids to get into golf and I'll do my bit. And his bit is choosing to wear a hoodie and working out in the gym and making golf like this is me, this is who I am, and I play golf. I don't pretend to be anything other than I am. I have to wear these clothes because they make me, but I'm going to push the boundaries. But wearing the clothes that they tell me lets me be a billionaire, millionaire. So I'm not going to push it too hard, but I'm going to put my hood up. I am going to look a little unshaven because I'm just a normal guy who happens to be incredibly rich and good at golf. That needs to translate down to your club handicap secretary. But he shouldn't be wearing a Nike golf hoodie unless that's who he is at the core of his being. He should just be wearing whatever he wants to wear and welcoming folks to a golf club. Wearing whatever they want to wear, doing whatever they want to do. We as golf, and I am golf, and you are golf. No matter how many times you play golf a year, if you consider yourself a golfer, you are a golfer, and therefore you are golf. Um, we as golf need to represent that openness to let other people be in the club, in the family, part of the troop. Because that's what's going to bring us together. And we create a desirable community that people want to be part of. Because the game's awesome. None of us are stupid. We all play the game. It's awesome. I play the game despite of other golfers. Um, the worst thing about playing golf is other golfers, for me. I don't like them. On the whole, I don't like you, other golfers, because you're pricks. Now, I hope if you listen to this podcast and say 50% of you are not pricks, you're on my side, but 50% of you listen because you want to get some righteous anger about the British prick who doesn't know a thing. And that's fine, but you're a prick. Um, even if you're a girl. And so that's fine. If we want to grow the game, we have to become a community that is desirable for people to be part of. Now, that doesn't mean we sit around smoking weed singing Kumbaya. What that means is... We accept other people's little communities. We accept the group of plumbers who knock off at the end of the day and rock up wearing the same clothes plumbers wear to play golf in and run around six holes before they go to the pub. Because I do think it's fine for us to have some rules, like 
don't come to the golf course wrecked, drunk, or otherwise under the influence of substances, because you might, you won't be safe. You might endanger the other people, and the and the grass won't be safe. And that they're my red lines. You've got to be safe yourself. You're not to endanger other people. Don't wreck the grass. Everything else is up for grabs. I've said that before on the podcast. So we are inclusive, not by accept, saying, oh, no, we'll accept anyone into our club. That's, it's not quite that simple. We need to accept any groups. We don't accept Joe Plummer into our golf clubs and then try and work on him to change, to become like us. And then in three months, he's wearing foot joys and, um, you know, whatever. We accept him and his plumber mates and they're never going to wear foot joys. We don't even ask them to. Of course, we've got a shop that sells that. Okay? But our shop could also reflect what most folks in the golf club want to wear to play golf in. And, of course, any good retailer is going to direct that somewhat, but it should also be directed by the membership or the regular players, those affiliated to the club, you know, through being regular visitors. Because I'm not a member of a club, but I consider myself part of a club because I go there all the time. Um, and, you know, so I, I wish I had more of a say in the direction of the organisation, but I don't care about the club that much that I'm going to stump up some money to get a vote because, really, that's all I'd get with my membership. So, screw that. <laughs> I'm not... Like, I don't care. Like, if the golf club closes down, I just go somewhere else capitalism yay um play with that idea we've got to be inclusive of other people other groups of people and not try and change them so when you say our hoodies are the future of golf it's going to bring new people in it's not and you are the problem if you think it will okay i'm trying to challenge those of you that think you've got it made because you haven't. And I have been growing community organisations as a core part of who I am for over 20 years, and I'm 43 years old, so basically all of my adult life. Okay? And I know what works, and relaxing dress codes doesn't work. Okay? What you've got to do is passionately accept groups of people not like yourself not just one person because then you're trying to assimilate them into your group you've got to accept other groups of people and let them be okay you've got to trust them that they it's about a game it's not about a club it's about groups of people getting together let me wrap that up in another way of thinking about it I watched the No Laying Up video about Bandon Dunes. I made a podcast mostly about it. Um, The course architect, David, we're going to call him. David is there talking about how he feels, how wonderful it is, and what gives him a buzz to be a part of, a significant part of that golf club's course's history. And of course he's thinking legacy and 
hundreds of years, thousands of years, that golf club's going to be there and he, his name's on that history book. But what gives him the buzz is, of course, he loves the golf course. But what he loves is hearing people talk about their experience of the golf course. Even if they played in really bad weather, they come away from that club and course with positive memories. Even if they shot a really bad score, they have positive memories of the club and course. Even if they played in bad weather, had a bad um, game, and didn't even like the course, what gives him a buzz that he's part of the whole resort of Bandon Dunes, so he hears his golf, the golfers in the clubhouse, with new in-jokes. And that gives him a buzz. He's not asking people to become part of the Bandon fan club. He's just creating a positive experience, a positive, holistic golfing experience of a group of golfers. And I imagine he gets the same buzz from a group of tour pros who come and, you know, laugh at each other for the, and they have their own new in-jokes, or a group of plumbers who come He's not talking about changing them to be Bandon Dunes fan clubs. He's not selling them the t-shirt, hat, golf towel. It's just that they had a positive experience, a life-changing experience on, his, on the property he had a big hand in. How do you do that for your golf club? So if you've got a guest society as, you know, the Royal Society of um, Bin Men come to play golf and they turn up talking like bin men, looking like bin men, smelling like bin men, but they have the best time, you welcome them back next time. You don't say, oh, look, guys, we'd love to have you back next time, but, you know, we know some of you weren't wearing golf shoes, and that upsets us. As long as the shoes they were wearing weren't trashing the golf course, who cares? We notice some of the words of your banter that upset the lady captain. Now... That's a delicate ground, right? It is thin ice I've ventured out upon. What do the group of bin men, what right do they have to upset the lady captain? None. But what if they upset the junior captain, the regular men's team captain? Do they ha- does that change? At what point is the golf club wrong and they should change their attitude? Because at Bandon, I can't see them saying it. Because they know their role is to provide a positive golf experience for people who walk on property. And if you invite and that, you know, by accepting someone's money, you, you know, you're somehow issue accepting giving them and you just take it's like you're letting them play right i'm getting myself muddled up if you let people play at your property and somehow that's inviting them um if you do that for a group of bin men they're going to talk like bin men and i guarantee you they're not going to talk golf much they're not going to talk in words you could say at church Okay, now I would hope that any any group of humans would be respectful 
to another group of humans. That's my common courtesy and decency I expect from anyone. A group of builders come to my golf club, they can swear all they want. If there's a group of juniors having a putting lesson and they're talking about their favourite porno, the, not the kids, the builders, I expect them to change their tone. Not because it's a golf course, because that's kids and it's wrong to talk about that in any situation. Are you with me? It's not about a golf club then. I'm happy to say, hey guys, look, it's a group of kids over there. I know you're having a great time and I want you to have a great time. I want you to get out. If you want to keep on this golf course, you know, we're talking, can you just move? Because those kids need to be there. And it's not fair to ask them to move just because you want to talk about pornos, which we all know is not the best thing to be talking about anyway. But I'd say that in any environment, in a restaurant, bar, club, because that's how I'd run my place. Um, there's a time where you'd have to, you know, if the bin men were talking about, just in adult language, about football or basketball, and there was a group of seniors teeing off, I would probably say, no, guys, there's two guys playing golf and they're talking in adult language because they're adults and we're adults and you're adults. If you don't like that, just move. Just get out their way. They're not doing any harm. I vouch for them. That's what I'd say. Um, that's what's going to bring people into golf, not hoodies. Now, there's a group of people I've talked, not talked about. I've talked about the people who are pro-hoodies in golf. What about the people who are still anti-hoodies? Are they not the problem? Of course they're the problem. They're so obviously the problem that it doesn't need one of my podcasts to talk about. I think we've covered that base. I think my body of work speaks for itself in regard to my attitude to those people. Now, one more theme I said runs through my recent podcasts is the comment, I hope he does it at Augusta. Bryson DeChambeau with his standard length driver flew a ball 400 yards <laughs> now I've heard that he was playing downwind and it was a bit of an anomaly but still if there's a um, 400 yard 430, 440 yard par 4 or Augusta that's playing downwind and Bryson drops a driver 400 yards down the fairway and it runs out to the front edge that's my shit nigga I'm all about that because I do not care a hoot for those green jackets and I want to see them offended by where the game's going because I am a traditionalist and part of golf's traditions is pushing its boundaries do I think those boundaries should be made hard or even reined in? Yes, I do. But until that's done, let's see how far we can make that ball fly. Because it's cool. Um, I want to push those things, you know, the equipment to its limit. I want to push the ball to its limit, which is actually part of the equipment as well. I want to push hum humans to their limit. I think those limits should be made more fast should be i think they should be reined in but until that happens let's see how far this goes um 
it was obvious to anyone if you had long drive champs flying the ball 400 yards somebody somewhere was going to work out how to hit the ball that far and keep it straight it's just part of golf's development um I think we're getting toward the limits of how far a driver uh, with current tech can fly a ball. Because you can't get much um, fly a ball with an element of control that lets you play on a golf course. I, I know there's long drive guys hitting flying uh, drivers for 40, but they can't keep it quite straight enough to play on golf courses. But... If Bryson drops a 48-inch driver into his bag and he's swinging 80% at that and can fly at 350, 360 and keep it straight, wow, I would like to see what impact that has on golf. And hopefully, because this is what I want, the impact is the rules are brought back in. Um, I'd love to see a golf ball that spun more. Um, I think it would bring some shot making back into the game that's been missing that's what I'd like change the golf ball, make it spin more yep, the best of the best will work out how to minimise that of course they will, but let's see it let's watch that happen because of the same breath, let's see what cool stuff comes from a higher spinning golf ball I can already think of some, some are obvious some are not obvious Obviously, you know, spinny short shots, awesome. Pulling shots back 10, 20 feet for fun. Bringing that within reach of the amateur golfer is fun. Um, but then big slinging hooks around corners, fades. Weird stingers that go back to the old shots that used to take off like airplanes, like hug the ground and then pop up. A lot of that's to do with spin. So let's see it. Let's enjoy it. This was just a quick podcast to talk about the problem in golf, a follow-up. So um, I'm going to hit it and quit. 22 minutes, though. I've gone on. See you next time. Ciao.